around today. Arts news from around the area. Welcome to the Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Good morning and welcome to Creative Cafe. I'm Kristen Chesick with the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. And I have two guests with me today. We're going to be talking about the main art hub. I have Brett Harris, who is a sculptor and an instructor over at the KIA. What is your official title? I'm the head of the sculpture department. Head of the sculpture department. Okay. And then um, I also have Ellen Vandermeide. I understand you're the head of enrichment. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And uh, you're uh, also a muralist and a painter as well. Yep. Okay. Well, good morning. Hey, Brent, what's your favorite morning beverage? Uh, coffee, immediately. Coffee. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that's it, just black hot coffee. Oh, no, I need cream. You need cream? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sensitive tummy. <laughs> okay. How about you, Ellen? Uh, coffee as well. No okay. questions asked. Okay. And I like soy milk in my coffee. You like soy Okay. Mm-hmm. And I like to do pour over. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I understand that pour over makes it a little less acidic. Is mm-hmm. that what? Yeah. Yeah. Lighter. I yeah it's it's less concentrated right right but you have to have more patience i like the little ritual you like the ritual yeah right but you do have to have some patience for that right that can't be a slam it in the keurig and go no situation yeah okay well welcome to both of you thanks for joining us this morning you're both showing in the may art hop and you're actually going to be at the weston gallery we're celebrating local public artists this is in conjunction uh, with the celebration of public art that we're doing through a new project of the public art commission called pixel sticks that involves qr codes placed on plaques next to the public art in our community um wondering if you two could talk a little bit this morning about the public art that you have in our community. Uh, Ellen, let's start with you. So you are on the May Art Hop poster uh, displaying one of your pieces of public art. Yes, um, I created a mural called When the Streetlights Come On uh, for Bike Friendly Kalamazoo. And that's the piece that's featured on the May Art Hop poster. Um, it's the mural is on Lover's Lane and it's along a bike path I grew up riding. Okay. Um, so it's personally special to me, and, you know, it's a big, colorful piece of public art. So. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a pretty big piece. It's a beautiful piece. That's why we chose it for the, the uh, poster for Art Hop. Thank you. Um, what other work do you do? Uh, I also paint personally in my studio. Mostly uh, all of my paintings are about people and place. So those are the two things that interest me the most. Um, I'm also starting my next mural, which will be in uh, Texas Drive Park in Texas Township. And it's another community um, piece that's for the community about the community, so. That's cool, that's very cool. Brent, how about you? Oh, I have a bust of a baseball player, uh, Charlie Moore. Uh, uh-huh. Charlie Marr. He was a coach for Western, and that's up at uh, Western's um, um, baseball uh, field over there. Cool. And the other one I have is um, Eric Zapata. 
uh-huh. uh, the police officers killed in line of duty. Um, that used to be downtown in the mall, but it was appropriated by the police uh, a few <laughs> years back. And uh, They didn't um, want to share it with all of us. They yeah. liked it for themselves. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so your main medium is sculpting. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so those are both, um, are they cast or are they... Both those sculptures are bronze sculptures. Are bronze sculptures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I do multimedia. I do all kinds of uh, media. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, Ellen, is are most of yours painting then? The, you do mostly mural work then yeah. for the larger scale things? Yes. Okay. 2D is my realm. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and we'll talk to, I'll have, we'll let both of you answer, but there's got to be a difference in um, whether you're painting or sculpting for yourself or for a show versus something that we consider a piece of public art how is it different i think with the public art taking into consideration the public's reaction is important i think in a gallery setting or a personal setting you're controlling the environment to a certain extent Mm -hmm. Um, when you're putting a piece out there it's really out of your hands and i think you have to take into consideration the environment that it's in Um, everyone is coming to a piece of public art with their own interpretation their own feeling their own vibe for the day and so I think that's something that um, you have to let go to a certain extent and maybe be in conversation with um, kind of like what the expectations might be and also um, time Uh, with a gallery show personal there's usually a time limit for a show whereas in a piece especially bronze it's pretty much there for longer than we're going to be around so the context changes over time, so I think that's something to be aware of once you put something out there. Um, the political climate might change, the social climate of the town might change, and so I think there's something that, even with the best of intentions, um, change is always a factor, and mm. so I think that's something that I that I try to consider. Sure, sure, yeah. and how do you consider that? I mean, does it, sounds like instead of making some sort of very specific statement you're just trying to evoke more of a feeling then? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think being aware of other people's and maybe sometimes um, unconscious biases I may have. You mm. know, I may have the best of intentions, but until you put it out there and you reflect on other people's um, space and their experience. So I think having more, com- I try to have conversations with people about what, you know, what they think. I look mm-hmm. through at history, what other public sculptures have sort of like encountered you know so oh, gotcha yeah and so especially now I think you know we had there's such a social change in our in our country mm-hmm. which is which is wonderful and, and, and appropriate mm-hmm. so um, just being aware of the of uh, the history in our in the community sure yeah. sure you have to think outside yourself a little bit right yeah. right well, how about you Ellen I have very similar feelings to what Brent just said I, um, I think about when I'm designing a mural, rather than thinking about telling just my personal story the way that I do in my paintings in my studio, I'm thinking about telling the story in a way that anyone passing by can either see themselves reflected in it or Mm -hmm. um, have an entrance into the piece. Um, So for like this current piece that that I just finished when the streetlights come on, the figure is less specific than something I would paint in for for myself, um, and she's looking up in a way that sort of like invites you into the scene, and mm-hmm. so you can project yourself into the piece. So, um, yeah, considering more of uh, the community, and I also spend time, like Brent said 
asking people for their thoughts on the piece. There's a lot more run-up time to creating a mural than my own painting. Gotcha, gotcha. Because it's going to be around for a while, right? Mm -hmm. Too. Yeah. All right. So uh, tell me a little bit about the experience of getting that job of public art. Of, of, is it, is it an, did you experience an RFP? Did someone ask you? Did you see it online and say, oh, I'm going to apply. They're going to want my art. How, does that, how did that work for you, too? Yeah. Um, I volunteered to help with a mural okay. um, and met other muralists uh, prior to starting my own mural. And then I was lucky to apprentice with Louise Jones, who mm -hmm. also known as Wheezy, who is an incredible muralist world worldwide. Um, and so that apprenticeship really taught me um, everything I needed to know to take on my own project. And then uh, I was reached out to to submit an RFP for for the project based on past work. Gotcha, gotcha. How about you, Brent? Um, I own a foundry for quite a while, a bronze casting foundry, the Alchemist in the Park Trade Center. So mm -hmm. we did a lot of public sculptures. I was familiar with um, the process of creating public art and installing public art. And once I started doing it on my own, I think that was really helpful. I understand the context, how you transport the pieces, how the fundraising works. Um, so my work, I've responded to RFPs, um, also word of mouth. I think once you get a piece out there, just more starts, more and more starts coming to you. Right. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give folks that are trying to break into that public art arena? Go where it's happening. Okay. Make friends, um, volunteer some time. Uh -huh. That's what I would say. Yeah, okay. yeah. Browse the internet. Um, they're always calling for artists. Um, know your community. I think that's really important to make connections in the community mm -hmm. itself. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, the, I sit on the public art commission as well, and the more I sit on that commission and hear about and learn about the projects, the more I learn about the people behind it. And there is quite a community of public art artists, both muralists, sculpturists. Um, that yeah. at least in Kalamazoo, you know. They're all very friendly and right. supportive. So, yeah. Yeah, once so you get involved, you get lifted up. So it's a good group to be with. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's good. Hey, we have to take a short break, but when we return, we're going to continue our conversation. I've got Brent Harris with me and Alan Vandermeide, and we're talking about public art, the May Art Hop, and their contributions to the cause. We'll be right back. Creative expression comes in all shapes, styles, and forms. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo invites you to get involved in your local arts scene. Are you an artist, playwright, actor, musician, or photographer? Do you make your living providing creative connections for others? Or do you engage in artistic expression as a way to fulfill a need to express yourself and share your story? The Arts Council wants to hear from you. For as little as $20 a year, you can become a part of the larger community of your artistic peers exploring resources, collaborations, funding opportunities, and more. As a service organization, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. Please visit our website anytime at kalamazooarts.org. That's kalamazooarts.org. Or stop into our offices inside the Epic Center in downtown Kalamazoo. We can't wait to meet you. This message provided by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. 
And we're back. I'm speaking with Brent Harris and Ellen Vandermeide. They both have artwork in the show at the Weston Gallery at the Arts Council. That's for the May Art Hop. We are celebrating public art. Uh, Brent and Ellen, let's talk briefly about how you got to where you are here as an artist. I know that both of you are um, art educators. You work for an arts organization, but you also do public art and you do other art as well. So, um, kind of, I'm sure, a complex road to who is sitting in front of me this morning. Brent, what was your path? Um, well, I came to Kalamazoo to study psychology initially, mm-hmm. and um, eventually I moved into art. And Al Laverne was my mentor, my uh, instructor over at Western, and he was a phenomenal uh, fabricator, metal artist. Um, and he, his work was large public work. So I think you know I was having that the background as I was creating myself as an artist was um, it was always there. It was mm-hmm. always kind of humming in the background. So I think that was helpful. And then once I graduated, I was a paramedic for quite a while, but still creating art in the ambulance and still going to galleries. So it's, but bronze is expensive. That was kind of my, my main meeting was bronze. And then once I got the opportunity to take over the uh, foundry from um, Bill and Carla Ty, who were retiring, okay. I, used, I apprenticed under them back in college. So I was able to cast my own work. And then once you had the facilities, you know, the work just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, public art was just sort of a way I really wanted to sort of make my statement and get out of the gallery scene a little bit and sure, yeah, put sure. it on the public. Right? Um, and you also, at least for the Arts Council, you've done work for us. Um, you've created the last, I think, three of the last four of the Community Medal of Arts. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you do some commission work as well then? Yeah, I do commission work and then obviously like sculpture repairs. So if there's, oh. you, know, you know, the Kirk Newman sculptures downtown, you know, refurbishing them, you know, mm-hmm. so that's also part of uh, part of what I do. Part it's, of what you do. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real niche um, thing, bronze. You know, not a lot of people do it anymore. It's kind okay. of a dying art, so. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have you here and have you local. I know we've appreciated being able to consign some work through you and also be able to go around town and see work as well. What are you showing um, Friday for the Art Hop? What, what's going to be in the show there in the Westin? You're not sure yet. I'm really not sure yet. Yeah, you I've got I have, that one out yeah, yet. Yeah, I've got a lot of shows going on. So yeah, there's a little bit here, a little bit there. So I'm pretty, okay. I'm spread pretty thin right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, well, it'll, be, it'll be a surprise to me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. That art hop is uh, next Friday from five to eight p.m. Uh, Ellen, tell us a little bit about your journey. Um, so I have always painted and drawn for as long as I can remember existing and then I went to college to study art because I'm a promise grad so congratulations um, on that yeah thank you yeah so that allowed me to study art at Gwen Frostick School of Art Um, and then after I just slowly made my way to where I am now with some stops and starts where I wasn't sure what the next step was going to be I now paint in my shared studio that I have over at Park Trade Center um, and also do commission work and um, then the road to becoming a muralist was really just by speaking it into the world that that was something I wanted to do and a friend of mine um, knew that uh, Louise Jones was looking for an apprentice, and so then that allowed me to have that apprenticeship and really learn uh, all of the ropes. And spending 10 hours a day 
outside painting just perfect for me I love it I love it I could do it every day so um cool yeah very cool yeah we talked a little bit before in the first segment about how um painting and sculpting for public art is a little bit different different approach um why do you think though that public art is important I think communities choose art based on the stories they want to tell about themselves um, either consciously or unconsciously. And so I think the way I've always learned about art, I learned about culture and society historically through the art that people make, you know, from the tribal cultures to the Greeks and on. And I think, you know, that in following the narrative of different cultures and how they tell their stories is always fascinating. So when, when people see public art, you are seeing how the public wants, or how the community wants to face. And I think that's really interesting, it's storytelling. And like I said, those narratives change over time. So I think it's really important for people to sort of like engage with the public art because how do you want to, it tells the world how you want to be seen mm -hmm. and tells your children how you want to be seen. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I think public art is important because it's all about placemaking and community. So um, it makes a space more uh, friendly and in inviting. Mm -hmm. um, it slows traffic down. It brings attention to different uh, cor corners of your community. So like with my last mural, When the Streetlights Come On, uh, it brought attention just to that little bike path. Mm -hmm. And um, all of the cars were slowing down to wave to me while I was working on it, <laughs> you know? And it's important because like, a little girl came up to me and said, you know, that's, that's me. That's like me. And um, so that's why I think it's Im important is because it, you know, it reflects the community back to themselves and um, hopefully inspires people to just enjoy their environment more. Mm -hmm. So it, it occurs to me then, because we do, we like to reflect who we are in ourselves as a community. So that's our art form corrects. Um, that shows the art shows us who we are in that moment, and like you pointed out, Brent, um, we're maybe we're not always that. We change, we evolve for better or for worse, and so public art seems to be then become at the center of controversy when we're no longer we want to be something different, or we want to decide maybe that's not who we want to be. We want to be something else. And so we have discussions about maybe removing or what we like to call as deassessing because it sounds less scary <laughs> um, artwork or the art just decays mm -hmm. just like everything does in nature to the point that maybe it's no longer what it once was. How do you guys feel about that idea of deaccession or making the decision that the art needs to make way for something new? I think if it's the result of a thoughtful conversation, it's really important. I think just reacting and tearing something down for politics or because something you heard on the radio gets you incensed, I think yeah. is really dangerous. But that's for anything. But I think the reality is that, like I said, once, thing get, once something gets out there and it's permanent, like nothing's permanent. Everything changes sure. and context changes and the story changes. So I'm not tied to anything of mine or, or mm -hmm. anyone else's being that um, so important that it has to stay forever. Gotcha. Yeah, I think and things can be thoughtfully sort of like changed and removed. Yeah. Yeah. Right, removed and maybe context added 
new context added, added to mm-hmm. the piece. Sure. But yeah, I think it's important also to make room for, for new works as times change. Sure, sure. Good, good. So how can the public support these projects and the artists that are trying to fulfill them? What are ways that we can do that? Um, if you have a wall, uh-huh. reach, reach out. Um, sure. If you see fundraiser for you know public works project in your area, get involved. Um, and then also like, just go out and enjoy the public work that you have available to you. Mm-hmm. If, like if it's important to you, go out and, and enjoy it and um, don't take it for granted. Okay. Remind me again where your piece of public art, well, you have two pieces. Mm-hmm. Well, one piece we probably can't see because I think it's a police habit somewhere. Well, the one, yeah, actually the Eric Zapata, it's still public. It's over it's, on Crosstown. It's oh, under okay. one of their um, central locations. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it outside public or inside? It's, in, it's inside. It's, oh, I'm sorry, it's outside. It's outside. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can yeah. see it the Eric still Zapata um, bust mm-hmm. Just there. Just on the original spot. Okay, mm-hmm. and then the other piece, where can we see that? That's up at Westerns, mm-hmm. um, the baseball diamond. It's up near the uh, uh, ticket counter, I believe. The ticket yeah. counter, mm-hmm. baseball, for Western. For Western. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you want to see those two pieces by Brent Harris, that's where they are. And Alan, where's yours again? Uh, mine is on Lover's Lane, mm-hmm. and it is at 7809 Lover's Lane. So that's just north of Center Avenue. Um, and you can't miss it if you're heading north. North on Lover's Lane, you can't mm-hmm. miss it. All right, so make sure that you stop by those three locations and take a look at Brent and Ellen's work. You're also going to want to join us for the May Art Hop. That's Friday, May 6th from 5 to 8 p.m. You can enjoy Brent and Ellen's work as well as work from over 75 artists this time at 35 stops. So be sure to visit the website, kalamazooarthop.org. You can see where all those stops are. Uh, Brent, Ellen, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. Did you know that Kalamazoo Portage was named one of the top 40 arts vibrant communities in the United States and, in fact, ranked in the top 10 for mid-sized communities by the SMU Data Arts Annual Survey of more than 900 communities? You probably already know that Kalamazoo is a cool place to live, work, and play, and now the whole country knows. Whether you're an artist, an arts organization, a business sponsor, patron, or volunteer of the arts, thank you for all you do to keep Kalamazoo an arts vibrant community. Want to know more about what's happening in the arts right here in Kalamazoo? Just visit kalamazooarts.org to learn about the cool programming of the Arts Council and all of the great events our community organizations have to offer. That's kalamazooarts.org. Now you know. Please join us next week for another installment of the Creative Cafe. This message is proudly brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo.